on, but right now I want us to get into our African uh, feature this week. Uh, we're talking about this ever bothersome concept, this convolution of concepts and theories, and Africans being told that what they're doing is demonic. You know, when we speak of Abaleluktula or Amaluzi, it has always baffled me how people always demean and derogate and castigate African people for addressing themselves as people who are recognizing and acknowledging the existence of ancestors. Almost as though there is a living, breathing human being in known history that doesn't have an ancestor. It's bothersome. It just, just always bothered me. Perhaps it's my ignorance as a journalist since I don't have the theological training I would bother by on issues, but I don't know. Everyone has an ancestor. Everyone. Everyone. I. I have an ancestor. White people have ancestors. Chinese people have ancestors. Indian people have ancestors. British people have ancestors. Any and everyone who is alive today has an ancestor. What is our problem, really? Why would we castigate people for having an ancestor and then and then and then um, you have people who believe that you cannot even associate yourself with ancestors when i say i am nayelu pondwan i am a descendant of ulu pondwan i am a shubi that is now born from the lineage of lupondwan why would you address lupondwan is dead that's what people are saying and i wonder why shouldn't i address because my father, Rex, he's dead now, died 1984, but he still is my father. The one that I buried, the father that I buried now in this year, in March, he raised me. When my father died 1984, he raised me. He's dead now, but he took care of me. He took me to the bush. He raised me. He taught me who I am, what I am, how I am. Why shouldn't I address him? Why shouldn't I be able to say I am what I am because of Uteti Lupondwan? Why, why should it be a problem? Why do you even go to the extent of addressing, saying my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, and all of the men that came before me are demons? Where would you get that from? Who, who has the audacity to call my fathers and forefathers demons or are they demons i don't believe my father is a demon you can say whatever you want to say my father is not a demon and there is nowhere there is no quran there is no bhagavad gita there is no gleaning from the writings of baha'u'llah there is no jewish torah or the christian testaments that would tell you that our dead parents and dead forefathers should not even be mentioned. You'll never find it because these are our forebears. I'm just sticking to that. But I don't know because people do believe this. There are people who believe that they're demons. I don't know where they get it from. Let's get it from the people who do know who are Badimo, is Nyanya, ancestors. Who are they? And is it true that they are demons? Joining us now on the line is Dr. Zulumatabo Zulu. He's a historian, he's an author, and he comes through to us to give us some perspective of who 
are is nyanya. Dr. Zulu, good evening to you. Welcome and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Oh, thank you very much, Mfuto uh, Muse. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity and also greetings to your audience. Let's get down to it. Are ancestors demons? No, they are not. Are they uh, angels? Uh, no, we don't have the concept of angels. All right. What are ancestors? ancestors? I just wanted to get those two out of the way. What are ancestors yes. then? So ancestors are the are the spirits, uh, you know, that have gone uh, before us. So in in actuality, uh, we have two types of badimo izinyanya, like you, you use with izinyanya badimo. So we have the ancestors, those who lived on the planet, and then they passed on to the spiritual realm, and we refer to those as the ancestors. And there are also other gods who come from the star systems, who are never, who don't originate on the planet, but who come uh, to be part of the deities of of the planet. So there are two sources of Izinyanya. And when uh, there's a book I wrote called "The Sacred Knowledge of the Desert: African Philosophical Transcendence." So in that book, I say the Basotho, like other Africans, trace their origin. To the cosmos. They originate from the galactic core. Now, when you go back and, and trace the roots, like linguistic analysis, so you find that uh, the Basotho used the word Mudumedi uh, to refer to themselves. Now, today, that word Mudumedi has been corrupted. It is now associated with the Christian religion. And yet, Christian religion is something that just came recently. And yet, the word Mudumedi predates the advent of Christianity. So what is Mudumedi? So Mudumedi is someone or someone whose ancestors originate from the star systems. I'll give an example. A star in Susutu is called Nalidi. That means a star. And then if that star, let's say, flashes across the sky in the form of a fire, fiery ball, they call it Muchochonon, what we would normally call a shooting star. And if that Muchochonono falls to the ground, they don't call it Muchochonono anymore. They call it Le Dumedi. So the word Le Dumedi says it comes from the star system, although it's now on the planet in a form of a rock. So then Mudumedi refers to a human being, that these are the people of the heavens. And you can tell even based on the way they greet each other, they say Dumelang which I described also in my book, Dumelang. So that word Dumelang is the same root as in Mudumedi. And it's also the same word associated, associated with Sanda Lehadima. And it's also uh, uh, the word associated with the, with the Milky Way called Malala Tadi. Remember Tadi, uh, Lehadima refers to the same thing. Malala Tadi describes the the arms you know the arms of the of the Milky Way which look of course like uh, like the clavicles the, you know the, the the collarbones of a baby so basically there is nyanya so we are talking about the gods all right I'm not quite sure um, what you mean by gods what's your definition of gods you're saying is nyanya are gods yes. what what, okay. what what are gods so let's do uh, let's unpack the language so 
Your 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 device is is muffling your voice now. I need you to just adjust it so that I can hear you well, sir. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's much better. Okay, thank you. So, uh, in Sotho language, God would be Modu Medi, and then in Zulu, Unkulunkulu, in Kosa, Tito. So, Mudimu basically the D comes from a very old word called Mukedi. Mukedi means the primordial waters of creation. So, for example, uh, so basically, Mudimo means literally a water spirit or the god of water. And the same in Zulu. Nku is an abbreviation for the word Nkumu. And Nkumu, mist, mist is water. And the same in Kosa. Tiko, the Tau means it's from the water, like Ikoko is from the water. So we, don't, we, we, we don't have the word Ikoko in Isikosa. Yeah, Mr. Zulu, I mean, we have Ikoko. Yeah, but so, you said that in Isikosa. Yes, yeah, yeah, basically, I suppose what I was supposed to say in Nguni, because that call, that call in, in Tosa comes from Nguni language, you see. And in Nguni language, call refers to water, you see. When you and, say Tiko, you're referring to water? So, no, I'm, I'm saying the god of water, a water spirit. That's what I mean, you see. Is that what Tosas so, mean when they're saying Tiko? They are referring to a water spirit? Yeah, because the car means water, from the water, and then the T means something that is real. And it's the same in Sudan, so they use Mo instead of T. And Mo means a real thing. So, for example, if I was to say Mobu, Mobu is the soil. And the soil is a real thing, you know, it's something that is real. It's not imaginary or anything like that. So that T uh, in people means is a real thing, you see. So that's basically that's basically there. I'm I'm trying so, to trace the etymology that you're giving us because I've 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 had many of the uh, Kosa experts. Um, I've never heard it being given to us. Where did you get that from? The etymology of the word Tigo. For example, okay, so, uh, I've, I've, I've spoken to Umamu Nogozola Mdende, and Doctor Mdende has never given me that perspective that uh, the word Tigo etymologically comes from or is derived from water gods that's that's okay. new would you share your source for that sir yeah i'll share i'll share that yeah so at you see i'm the research scientist for the madisebo for the independent madisebo university research institute so we do a lot of research and one of the researches that we do is on the etymology and morphology of african language so we trace, for example, the meaning of words. So morphology is about the formation of words. So I we understand. Have actually, and which which yeah, African so language would you be referring to? So we have developed a dictionary. So we are basically using only two languages, the Soto languages and the Nguni languages. You which see? Nguni languages so, would those be? So Zulu, for example, would be, uh, you know, would, would be an example. So, for example, if I say, let's take an example of a word like Tila, um, which is a path, right? So in Nguni language, it will be Nzela, right? So if we do the etymology of it, so there are two parts. There is Tila, then there is La. So the prefix Tila describes sensory experience, something that gives you a sensory experience. An example of that is going to be Tila, which means an ear, and an ear is a sensing organ. So any 
describes a sensing. And then the la part of it describes something inside. An example would be mala. Mala is something that is inside. And the same also in, in let's say, uh, Zulu language. So in zela. Ze describes sensing. An example in lebe is a sensing organ. So le describes something, something that has to do with sensing. And then la means inside. So, uh, so basically, then we have been developing this thing over a period of it's quite a long time. Actually, I think it's more than ten years. We began this in 2011, where we were basically doing a lot of research and tracing the roots of language. I, no, I, nobody does that. I think we are the only ones who are doing that. We have actually developed a book-length uh, dictionary right now. You see where we actually describe that it's not published yet, but at some point it's, it's, it will be published. The dictionary that we have published so far, we have published a dictionary called uh, Sesotho Dictionary of Mathematics. Um, um, okay, before we, we digress too far from our conversation, are you in any way working with the Pan-South African Language Board? Uh, no, no, we are not working officially together with them. May no. I suggest? May I suggest that you do? Because um, uh, what? Uh, ever since two thousand and six, two thousand and six, I was still working for a, a youth radio station called True FM. Then, um, well, it was called CKI FM. Then now it's called True FM. It's still there. Um, I used to um, work well with the Pan-South African Language Board. And one of the people that would represent the Pan-South African Language Board is Utata Umlau Yajega. You can call them up and find out about him. They already had a plan and a working progress of developing a Klosa Dictionary. Is it Klosa Dictionary? That was 2006 already. So yes. um, it, it would not be an entirely accurate to say that no one else is doing it. There are people who are okay. doing it. It may be well done already, but I don't know. Yeah, but just I, I look, look into it because it, it would be good to have yes. you back and after it has yeah, been developed. Whoever you've been working with, bring come come through. We, we do love people who are putting together literature for for, right. for the African voice. But I want us to, to come back to our conversation yeah. that we're uh, having tonight. I need, I, need to respond, I need to respond to just what yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah, sure. Go so, ahead. Go ahead. So, so officially, as I say, we don't work with the uh, Pan-African, you know, language Pen board. Pan-South African Language but, Board. Exactly. But we do work with members of that organization. Okay. You know, okay. there are some members who are, who are researchers, researchers there. They also appear, for example, in our dictionary, Sesotho Dictionary of Mathematics. Okay. And I suppose maybe the reason... Uh, why we don't really work with them officially is because we don't follow the Eurocentric paradigm. That is, that's very important. So in our case, we are strictly uh, indigenous paradigm. That's very important. Because if you look at all the African dictionaries, Sesotho, language dictionary, Sisulu, language dictionary, and so forth, they are written by missionaries, by colonists. You see that? So they impose their paradigm on us. So that's why when we started this new project called the Sotho Dictionary of Mathematics, yeah. we wanted from the ground up to be something that is informed by indigenous African yeah. language. Yeah, we can continue there. Okay, okay, all right. Um, please, please look into it, work with them, uh, particularly sure. with Yega. Uh, much of what I have learned uh, was directed by him um, to go. That was way back in 2006. Um, yes. uh, but uh, things may have uh, evolved far, far advanced than I, I know now. Um, but yeah. let's get back to uh, Badimo. Now, and it will be great to, connect, to contact with him. I think I like yes, what you're yes, saying. Yes, yeah. indeed, indeed. When you when you do, please come back here on 
the platform. Let's let's talk about the dictionaries. Bring them here. Let's learn about the, the words. Perhaps we'll even have a feature to learn more about these African words in faith. Right. Thank you very much. Now let's let's sure. let's talk about. Uh, 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 you said now badimo gods. Yeah. Uh, the, the very concept of a god speaks of a supernatural being that is uh, extraterrestrial. Would that be a correct um, reference to Badimo? Are they supernatural? Are they extraterrestrial? Okay. Uh, yeah, and, and you see, another thing is that uh, we need to correct a lot of things because uh, generally, when I was growing up, I'm over 60 now, so when people talk about God, they usually talk about God in plural. They would say Badimo, right? But when the missionaries arrived here, they came with a concept of singularity to say God. And if you look, listen to white people, they always talk about God in singular form. We Africans always talk about God in a plural form. And the reason being that the Christianity is a monotheistic religion. It hold on, hold on, hold on, sir. You're saying uh, Africans speak of God in plural. Yes, but 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 you 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 don't have that. Um, no, but, but, that's but, singular. But, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 the, the, yeah. those those that 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 is not God as in umvelingi or kamata or uzim or muzimu. All of those are singular, not plural. No, that's correct. They are singular. But remember what happens here when the colonial when the ECC. Euro-Christian colonialism, when they impose their religion on us, what ends up happening during the interaction? There's a translation that takes place. You see, there's a translation that takes place. Said, okay, they are not talking about Badim. They're talking about Muzimu, God. Yeah. And that ends up becoming part of the lexicon. You see that. And those are the things, you know, when you read books like The Pedagogy of the Oppressed, it talks about this phenomenon where the oppressed you know, through the process of translation, end up, you know, appropriating some words and it becomes incorporated into their indigenous language. And they end up thinking that it is part of their reality, when actually it is a reality that comes from outside. Is it your view, so therefore, that Badimo is, is God? Badimo and God, it's one of the same thing? Yeah, no, no, I just wanted to clarify, because I didn't want us to get caught in this uh, translation phenomenon you know, uh, of, um, uh, of, for example, a, a supernatural God, meaning a monotheistic God. You see that? <laughs> you see? So, uh, um, okay, maybe, maybe it will help to make a mathematical example. So if I have two sets, let's say set A and set B. So set A only has one element, let's call it A. And then set B has got, let's say, three elements. Let's call them A, B, C. So now... If I ask you to choose a set today, the, 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 the set one or the set two. So if you choose set one, you are excluding the elements, the other elements of B and C, which appear in set two. But if you choose set two, you are already including the first set because it appears there, A, B, C. So what I'm trying to say is that when they say Badimo, they are including all the gods, all the deities. Whether I'm feeling hungry, as you said today, you know, and Kamakusa, uh, Kamakusha, uh, and so forth, Ramasedi is included there. But my question there, Doctor, is 
when you are referring to Badimo and Mudimo, are you saying that's one and the same thing? Okay, Mudimo would exclude Badimo according to Christians. No, no, according to you. I'm I'm, I'm trying to establish your understanding, sir. Is it your view that Badimo and Mudimo, it's just one, the same thing? Misunderstood by those who are ignorant. From the African point of view, we're talking about the same thing. But remember here, one is plurality and the other is singularity. Wow. Right? So plurality, so singularity excludes plurality. But plurality includes singularity. I don't know if my, my logic is understood. I hear you. I hear you. However, I'm worried because um, up until today, we've always been taught that um, um, Africans have always believed in one deity. Yeah, that's the problem. You see, that's not our religion. We don't believe in one deity. Okay, perhaps we, we need to just many, we believe We believe in many deities. And I can understand because... Let, let, let's backtrack. Hold on, Patrick. Let, let's, let's backtrack a bit. When you say we, who are you referring to? Yeah, exactly. So you see myself, for example, me and many other people, we are born or exposed to Christian domination. You see that? And, and as the people who are... Hold on. I, I need raising, you. I, we don't have much time now, Doctor. I need you to just tell me, who are you representing now? When you say we, who, who is we? No, we, you, we black people. That's what I'm talking about. So you're we speaking... African descendants. You're, we you're, African you're, descendants. We have, oh. been, we have been dominated. We have been dominated by the Euro-Christian colonialism. And would, we are trying to shake off that. Would you agree with me if I were to tell you that there is no such thing as African people? Because as Africans, we are diverse and we believe in different things. What sub-Saharan Africans believe is as diverse as there are people in sub-Saharan Africa. And those who live in equatorial region, they believe in some totally different deities. And those who are uh, on the top of the equator... They believe in totally different things. Even in that very same place, that cradle of faith there in, in Egypt, they d- believe in a variety of things. West Africans d- d- believe in a variety of things. To assume, therefore, that there is a monolith of be- beliefs would be incorrect. How do you respond yeah, but remember, to that? You are, you are using the word monolithic, which is the same as one God. You see that? I, I didn't use it. No, no, I'm saying they don't believe in one belief. There is no such thing as an African belief. There is no African okay. faith. That's let my question. That. How do let, you respond me, to that? Let me explain that. Okay. We, we differ in geographical locations. We also differ in, in details, operational details. So let's make an example about Umkombuti. If I go to Eastern Cape Umkombuti, they do come, they still use the same derivative, Amadele, but maybe they brew it for less. But you're not answering my question there, Doctor. I'm running out of time. Is it, is it true to say that there is an African faith if in yes. Africa yes. there yes. are people who, no, who believe is. in different things? No, no, there is African. That, that's exactly my point. We, we all have the same beliefs, but we, we have the same principles of belief, but we might have these different uh, details, operations of that. You see, okay. for example, you, you, might, you might have, you might have umkombo tea which must brew for seven days. Another one, they have umkombo tea must brew for three days. Another one, have umkombo tea must brew for five days. But that doesn't mean it's not umkombo tea. 
Yeah, but we're talking about we're not talking about Mkomot now. We're talking about oh. actually the belief systems that exist within the African continent. Let me take some calls for you. I hear you. I, I'm, I'm not going to dispute what you're saying. Uh, I want to yeah. take some calls for you. Let's go to Summit. Summit, good evening. Uh, yeah, evening, evening, Naya. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, Tata is right. I'm sure now we say Vadimu. We don't say Mujimu because it's not coming from a single person. Yeah. We are talking of all the ones that came before us, including God from the beginning. That is God, the Creator, and everyone coming after. We include them because they guide us. Like you talk, the God of Israel, Abraham, what, what? We talk of our ancestors, mm. the ones who came before us, our whole clan going up to the face. You see? So we talk in plurality, not in singularity. Because mm. you're now referring to one, leaving all the other ones. You know, you are leaving my father, and mm. who is, and my grandfather, and my yeah. great-grandfather, and going forward. That's yeah. how we described it in Africa, as Africans, as much as a lot of Africans want to run away from who they are. Yeah. Thank you, Nae. All right, thank you very much, Summit. Appreciate it. Uh, let's move on to the next call. It's Tebukho. Good evening, Tebukho. Yes, hi. Yes, go ahead. All right. Uh, look, man, I think, um, firstly, I don't understand the reason why you guys would have called the doctor on to the show, but uh, I think there was miscommunication somewhere between you and the doctor. So you did ask the doctor specifically if uh, God ends by Dimo, if that's the same thing. Uh, he gave an explanation uh, using mathematics where he said there's three A, B, C, and there's A, which one is plural, one is singular, and whatever he was saying. But I think what he was then trying to say, because you went and asked the same question, so it ended up sounding like you guys were arguing. But I think what he was basically trying to say is that when you then say Mudimu, you're then talking about one God. When you're saying Badimu, it would then include ancestors and mudim, which would, like you were saying, would it's a concept that would have came into Africa by, obviously, the Eastern people and whatnot. So it would include the ancestors and the God that you're referring to. But when you're only talking God, it's just one part of things. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So, um, like I'm saying, it sounded to me that yeah, you guys were arguing a bit there. I just joined the conversation now, and I'm not too sure why you guys would have called the um, doctor onto the show, what the objective would have been, maybe if you guys were also to explain that as we listen, you know? All right, thank you very much. Appreciate your call. Nah, that's All right. Cool, man. Take care. Appreciate it. Uh, the, the the dictionary of South African English um, um, uh, is is very <laughs> uh, interesting. I'd like to hear your take on it. It says um, um, "mudimu," plural noun, "badimu," and then it says uh, uh, also uh, "badzimu," "barimu," and with initial capital especially among Sutu speakers, ancestral spits. See also Itonga and Mudimu. Um, do you agree that uh, Badimu are ancestral spirits? Yeah, that's correct. Badimu, yes. Yeah. So ancestral mm. spirits are 
spirits of those that came before us. Did I understand you well? Yes. Okay. Do you believe in a creator? Oh, of definitely. The, of, I mean, that, that, that African, African cosmology is about creation. Yeah. What I'm trying to establish is, do you believe in there is uh, a, a creator of these created spirits? Yeah. Yeah, remember, I'm not on trial here, right? We are here to have a discourse. So African uh, cosmology is about creation. It's I'm not, not disputing about evolution. that. Sorry, it's not about evolution or uh, it's not about evolution or the Big Bang or anything. It's about creation. I'm, I'm not disputing that at all. What I'm trying to establish yeah. is your train of thought. So if you believe that there is a creator, um, is the creator the same as the created? Okay, so another important point here, the plurality principle must not be left behind. So in Christian religion, there is one creator. In African religion, there are many creators. In the same way that there are many gods, many yeah. spirits. Yes. So uh, my question was, the creators and the created, are they one and the same thing? No, no, no. No, they are different. Okay, so the, the spirits of those that came before us are gods. And those spirits that are creators are also gods. Am I understanding you well? Remember that the created is a state, right? So, so created is not, a crea- is not a state of a creator. It's a state of a creature. And then it's when they have transitioned to the other side of the spiritual realm. Yeah. You see. Yes. I understand. So these people that lived and died and when they transited to the other side, they then become gods. Yes, they, they become gods. Yes, that's right. Yeah. In different roles. It's a very complicated thing also because remember that there is the concept also of incarnation. It's, it's too bad that we are entering these things in the middle here, you know, because of the style of our discourse. But uh, you know, um, the, the way Africans conceptualize about the cosmology uh, in Susutu, a human being is called Motu. So Motu means spirit being. And we know that because if you look at the word Mo and Tu, the Mo means a real thing as I explained before, and the Tu means a spirit. You see that? So in the, it's the same even in Gudi, Untu is a spirit. So, uh, so, so now, uh, when, when this spirit it's going to manifest itself in a form of a flesh called Motu. So that's how it is. So now, uh, depending on the destiny of the spirit, right, uh, it may transition or, or, it may, or it may reincarnate, you see, based on whether it was able to fulfill the destiny or, or not. So it's not really a linear path in that way. All right, we're going to leave it right there. Um, Please remember to share your sources there, uh, Doctor. It would be very interesting to learn all of what you've just shared here because much of it uh, sounded as though all all the other guests that we've ever had of this program ever since we began about seven, eight years ago on this particular show, um, it sounds somewhat contradictory, but we'd love to learn from what you have to share with us. Please share your sources. Of course, we we have... have Yes, we have massive research manuscripts on the yeah. So please share, the, share those with my producer. I'd, be, I'd love to read that during the week, yeah? 
Thank you very much, Doctor. I really appreciate Thanks, you coming through and talking to us. That's how we're going to conclude our conversation. Uh, Dr. Zuluma Tabuz, a historian, author, and a researcher, as you've heard, and he'll be sharing with us. I'll come back and tell you what I've learned from Dr. Zulu. From me, Nayelu Pondwana, and the team, have a wonderful evening and Godspeed. <laughs>